This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. A member of our programs asked whether she should let a client pause, one who requested a pause. Um, They asked to pause immediately. And her contract says that it requires a 30-day advance written notice to stop service. Um, And this is something that we get a lot. You know, the other thing we'll add in is not just a pause, but like a flat out termination of your agreement, Um, and especially with no notice. So we're going to just dive into it. So for me, it's like an approach, and the approach applies to all of the ways that I run my business and what I try to share with others as a really good approach to run your business. So um, it, in general, it's hard to know whether, you know, you should be strict on enforcing your contract, you know, setting your boundaries and not budging, or, you know, kind of approach it with showing your clients grace, giving them a little wiggle room, um, you know, just, or, or with regard to other clauses in your contract that, you know, like for example, um, late fees and stuff like that. I use that as a point of leverage, but I never, if they're late on a, a contract, I'm never like, okay, well, it's the 11th day, 11th business day, like interest is starting to accrue. No, it's more like it's there as a leverage point um, if they don't pay and then we can go back and get interest and kind of mention that that's an option. So in general, it's just like your overall approach to how you look at your contract, how you enforce it. Are you like hardline stickler or are you coming into this relationship with the client as a partnership? So Uh, We want to talk about what you can do in this situation, and there's a few options, and I'm going to share some good advice from our community um, and give attributions to the people who said it. So Tony Boylan, who has come in our program um, and given a a chat about um, behind the mind of a journalist, like getting inside the mind of a journalist because he was a journalist and now he does PR, so he gets both sides. He said, how much do you value having them as a client? If one of your clients asks to pause their services, you need to consider how much you enjoy working with that client. If it's a client you enjoy having and they have a legitimate issue, seriously consider accommodating that pause in services. You can have a specific pause agreement written into your contracts to cover the 30-day cancellation issue. If you say no, they might execute the 30-day cancellation, meaning that if you're like, no, you can't pause services, then they'll say, okay, we're giving you 30 days notice and we're terminating the contract rather than preserving the long-term relationship. And I agree with that advice. I think that's very solid advice. And then Nelson said, you can make them stick to the contract. If they've informed you about a pause or termination after the notice period starts, too bad for them, they still pay you. You're allowed to set boundaries and enforce them. It's a personal decision for you. And then Adrian um, left a comment, kind of reminding someone of a contract that they signed doesn't mean you lack empathy or that you aren't kind. Once you start operating as if you aren't a business, customers will treat you accordingly. 
both very valid points. Kristen McAdam said, for me, I approach business relationships with empathy and kindness. Treating people well always comes back tenfold. Um, Desiree Mazenkup said, you never know what they're going through. And I've always found that letting them regroup had way better outcomes than we would have by guilt tripping them or even enforcing a contract um, or a contractual provision. Kristen Graco Elworthy said, I always allow a pause if needed. It is almost always due to difficult circumstances or say a delay in a product launch. Um, I have found those clients nearly always return and they are great sources of referrals. I will say our contract requires 30 days, but I'm happy to put a pause effective now so that they're aware that we made an exception. I agree with Kristen on that. Um, you know, I think these were all really kind of valid points, but here's some advice I would give just for you to consider the situation and how you feel about the way you want to proceed. So I think it's important to figure out why they want to pause or stop services, um, you know, or if they want to terminate, pause or just terminate services. If you've been doing a good job and you feel the results are, you know, great or like they've been happy with the results, there's usually a reason why. So is it like funding? Is it a funding issue? Typically for us, it is a product launch or a brand launch delay. So supply chain issues are pushing launches back. I have two clients that have had to significantly delay launches and we're still on retainer promoting their other products. Um, but there's always, you know, a reason. And if they want to pause, remember that you're entering into a partnership with them. And I feel like I want to approach that by being a good partner. So I think about the long-term relationship with the client and I try not to burn any bridges. Like that's how I think about it, especially the point that um, clients go out into the world and sing your praises and it's like the best um, testimonial to how you work and the quality of your work. So I want those people to either part ways for good or part ways temporarily with like a really good feeling about us as partners to them. Um, so the big piece is that you must get paid for what you've done and make sure you have a reasonable amount of notice so that you can plan for the pause or loss of clients in your business. If uh, they're requesting a pause, um, you want to make sure that you get paid. So if you've already done the work and there's an outstanding invoice for that month, you want to get paid on that month. You want to ensure that the work you've already done for that month, no matter how many days, plus the fact that you sent an invoice and you're bringing your team into work on that um, account, you're counting on that revenue. You've already, it's like money you've already kind of allocated, right? Resources you've allocated. Um, this is what we try to do. And if they're requesting to pause, we like to discourage those stops and starts. You know, we say like process cumulative and we're building on the efforts that we're making and we're starting to get traction. And when there's stops and starts, it completely freezes the momentum and we lose opportunities. We're turning down leads that we have already generated and process cumulative and it's ongoing and it snowballs. And so stops and starts are worse for you. 
because it's like ramping back up and then dropping off a cliff and then trying to ramp back up again. You know, so I think that that tactic is important to let them know really how press works and that them pausing is to their detriment. Yeah, they may save money, but they're going to see results a lot later and they're going to miss opportunities that you've already started, you know, cooking up for them. It shows you, you know, you know how PR works, you're guiding and counseling them. How long do you pause service before revisiting the project? Well, I'll find out from them how long it is. You know, if it's like three months because of a project or I well, so first of all, I don't do projects. Um, I don't do projects. We do retainers. So I would revisit the monthly retainer and pick back up. I would extend the date out. So if we were going to end in November, but I have um, three months, I'll go back out to like end of January, just add those, tack it on to the end of the agreement and maybe uh, pull up an amendment. So it's a simple like supplemental amendment that you all agree on what's going to happen and when. So that's fair, but um, discourage those stops and starts. And what happens if a huge story hits during that pause time? So it depends what kind of huge story. So if it's a seed that you planted, I try to look at the results that we generate for our clients also as our results. And if I drummed up a huge story, I'm going to want to convert that to a feature because it only makes us look good. So if you can pass it off to the client without too much time on your hands to get it to come to fruition, I would try that approach. If you can do it in a way where you're not actually maybe sharing the contact, maybe you do want to share the contact if it's one story and they want an interview or there's a lot of back and forth. What I would try to do is secure the feature because it shows goodwill and it's also your result. It's your credibility. Those are things you earned. You know, a huge story that you place, you earned that. Like I want that. Every time I get a hit, it's a hit for my firm showing what we can do. And it only makes us better and bring in better clients. So I also think it shows goodwill and partnership and they're like, wow, that was really cool of you. So yeah, that's how I would approach it. I would never be like, no, I am not even answering email because they are on pause. Um, the other thing that you can consider and maybe bring up is see if you can consult to them um, in some way for a reduced fee or in lieu of regular services at the same rate. You know, see if there's something like, for example, sometimes they sign a contract and you get a little started and then you're looking over their assets and you're like, your images suck and your website is atrocious. <laughs> and I can't, I can't work, I can't work like this. Um, but you, they say, oh, well, we're um, actually going to be redoing our website in the next three months. Well, you don't want to be on retainer to do PR outreach, but what if you are on a, a, um, a contract for consulting so that they have access to you, you can give input and insight from the PR perspective so that you're guiding their efforts in a way where the outcomes they produce are going to make your job easier once they're ready to go and you're working um, as their PR representative. So if you can get a consulting contract and say, hey, like I want to be accessible to you. This is how much it is 
per month. We'll do three month minimum and it's going to get you this many hours and we'll talk, we'll box, whatever, you know, however you want to do it. But that way you're still in the mix. Like I don't, and what if they go through this whole effort and it's terrible and you're like, this isn't even good. So you can kind of give some input there that's valuable to them to get the most out of that time and expense. And you get paid as a, as a um, consultant and you're kind of, keeping yourself engaged while also showing flexibility that the retainer fee will kick in when you're actually doing the um, earned media services. Okay. So if they want to pause, what can you be doing during the pause and think about that so that you can offer it to them that way. So find out the reason that they want to pause or terminate and see how you can make it work for both of you, like a set period for a pause with guidelines like, you know, okay, we can hold um, on our services for these reasons for three months, but then we have to, um, you know, reevaluate or um, you can even say, uh, but at that point, um, services will start again and maybe there's something that you could be doing in that period to lend your expertise to some other efforts they're making or reasons that they're pausing. Again, a consulting thing or a set period of time where you're like three months, three months time out, but then we have to, we have to, you know, kick back in again. You know, if you're really truly pausing, it cannot be indefinite. Okay. How do you prevent this termination request or an unexpected pause when you're working with clients? So you can add a clause in your contracts that'll protect yourself against these terminations or unexpected pauses so you can work in a certain time frame that a client must notify you if they need to pause or terminate. So we have 30 days and at the end of the contract, it actually just rolls over and renews. Um, that is usually a time when we'll set up a call and we'll try to like upsell them. This is a new strategy we've been doing and it's been working really, really well. So that period where you're like, end of the contract, what happens, that's our moment to come in and say, you know, hey, we like crushed it for you. Let's add some more services. Or you're asking for these things. We'd love to support you with that. We think that is the next, that'll kick it up to the next level, right? And now you're in there and you've got to, you're getting paid to do it and you are like in their business, right? And there's, you know, we're in there for the foreseeable future. So I love that. But you want to have a clause in place that is going to protect you so, you know, like 30 days or whatever, what is that time frame? You know, how do they, I wouldn't put in a pause. I'd put in like 30 days notice. And it's usually for certain things like fraud or conduct or whatever. No one's ever said to me, like, I need to find a way to kick in that termination clause. They'll just say, Hey, listen, it's like business owner to business owner or like on the level, let's have a conversation. Here's what we're dealing with. Um, this is what we want to do. And we discuss how that looks. But you can have this clause in place, but you don't necessarily need to hold your clients to that clause. So look at every situation on a case-by-case -case basis. You can fall back on your contract if you need it, but you can also approach these situations as an understanding, empathetic human. Um, you know, we're all people, we're all doing the best we can trying to run our businesses. And look, if a client leaves, it's not like my business goes away. My mindset is always, I can do it again. I can, you know, I did it before. I can land another client again. I know how to do it. 
And um, this is why we want to teach you how to have a solid foundation of consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue so that if this happens and if a client leaves or pauses, you're not scrambling to figure out how to pay your rent or <laughs> pay your team or whatever. Like those, you know, clients can come and go, but you still have a business. And this is just the nature of our business. You know, they leave, it's not personal. So think about that. Um, and see yourself as an agency owner and thoroughly vet your clients, right? We talk about red flags. You should not be saying yes to every client that knocks on your door. Um, if you only work with high-end clients, they are so much less likely to have these billing issues. They are less likely to request an immediate pause or termination in services. Budgets are set so far in advance and they've already allocated the funds. Like in their mind, it's already spent. It's not like they're scrounging to pay you. And when I say they're much less likely to have a billing issue, a lot of times the challenge with larger clients, especially, um, you know, billion dollar companies that are publicly traded, the challenge is that they have different terms. So they're going to want a longer um, payment window. And these discussions happen up front as you're negotiating a contract. And sometimes to work with those big clients, you have to bend a little. The terms are usually a little bit um, more favorable to them. And you have to be willing to carry a little longer, sometimes 90 days, which is really scary. Clients at that moment when we're doing the contract will ask for different terms. And I usually try to get them within 30 days. And sometimes I'll agree to 45. If it's a big daddy client and I'm like, gotta play, be a team player. But the scary thing is when you're out of pocket on expenses. Um, you know, and like when you have bigger clients and sometimes you have a master service agreement or you're like the agency of record and you're doing a lot of like media buying or press kit or paying. I send an invoice a month before and it's due on the first. OK, we bill on the first for that month. So in advance of service on the first. Um, and then I have a client that's like bill us on the first for the previous month. And then the terms that they asked for were 30 days. So it's technically 60 days out from when my other clients are paying for service. And also like sometimes for a client of the caliber, you have to be a team player. You know, you have to just be like, I can, I can make this work. I got to do it because we, we want the business. So you can um, put that, you know, uh, something in there. So if this comes up all the time, um, if these situations are like a frequent occurrence in your agency, it might be an indicator. Like I said before, high-end clients are not going to have stops and starts. Um, if you're feeling that, and it happens a lot, it's usually those smaller clients. It's usually ones where you have that personal connection to the founder. It is an indicator that you probably need to niche down even more because that will give you the expertise you need to be a sought after go-to authority in your space. Like clients will only want you because you are the go-to for that industry, which allows you to raise your prices. And that will help you adjust the caliber of your target ideal client. Um, or you can vet clients more before you accept them. So we, we talk about red flags. Um, you know, maybe Jane at this point, 10 years later, 
uh, or, you know, going through our stuff would have a better, like, oh, you know, or even like you might see those red flags, but you talk yourself out of it, out of your gut instinct and taken on a client and then later live to regret it. Uh, Oh, yes, it is a just true fact. Like, you know, uh, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west and the clients you uh, make an exception for are going to suck the life out of you and make you regret ever saying yes to them. So you may need to pay attention to those red flags, niche down, raise your prices. That's what I have for you today. Well, thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much for being here. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to start, grow, and scale a profitable agency all on your own terms, you should consider joining the Agency Accelerator. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. To achieve your big, scary goals and truly live the type of lifestyle you've always wanted, It's time to join the Agency Accelerator. Inside this incredible program, you'll learn exactly how to structure your PR agency to fill your pipeline with high paying clients and establish a consistent revenue stream so you can run a business that lights you up and that doesn't run you. This program is built around the exact steps that I took to grow a seven-figure PR agency, Generation PR, and now hundreds of other PR professionals around the world have implemented these techniques and strategies to scale their own agencies too. So this stuff works, you guys. Check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune in next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.